Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner, and welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome our guest, Christine Bright. Christine, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm very happy to have you here, and I'm very excited to introduce you to our audience. Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Christine Bright is an acclaimed parenting expert and author. She was the host of two TV shows on the CW Network and is currently an award-winning producer and host of the Parenting Game TV show. In addition, she is on influencer podcasts and radio shows and has been on NBC. Christine is a guest speaker at Wisconsin Universities and has worked with organizations such as Patron, Beam, Robert Mondavi, and the United Way. She was a therapeutic foster parent and is an internationally certified parenting and family coach with over 20 years of experience working with hundreds of children and their families. She helps parents of children with autism, ADHD, oppositional defiant disorder, and challenging behaviors who have tried everything. She specializes in assisting parents in going from chaos and yelling to peaceful homes where everybody listens, cooperates, and communicates. Christine's clients include the parents of a violent, suicidal child who has now successfully transitioned into society and an explosive and destructive middle child who became the easiest of the four in the family. Today, she helps families with a wide range of challenges. At age 50, Christine took on the attitude, I have a lot of life left to live. So she flew a plane, biked 500 miles, rock climbed, water skied, and fixed a lifelong speech impediment. Again, Christine, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. You read that delightfully. I was like, I want to meet myself. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this person? (laughs) Well, what an amazing story and uh, so much admiration uh, for what you do and working with these children uh, is so needed. And how did you get on this path? You know, it's interesting. Typically, parents that I meet think that I had a child that's neurodiverse, but my son was neurotypical very easy to raise, still is a very easy kid. He's 28 now. I had a knack for it. Um, Early on, when I was working in our church and helping out in childcare, as I got into my teen years, I would typically have like a hodgepodge room of ages because if a child was struggling and having challenging behaviors, they go up, go, go put them in Christine's room. And that carried on through being, well, you know, I say stay-at-home mom, but I ran a daycare and did and did daycare at churches. I that's how it ended up. I really had a knack for it. Yeah. It wasn't until I became a therapeutic foster parent where I realized I was gifted. And I just love these types of kids. I was able to compartmentalize and handle the challenging behaviors. And during my time as a therapeutic foster parent, I got some very intense, very good training. And that was the springboard into what I do now. That's amazing. Because these kids, I mean, you know, it's easy to read that list of descriptors. And yet when you think about the individual child, these are difficult children. These are the children that are not easy to love. (laughs) And 
You know, yeah. I mean, it's true, right? They're the, <laughs> they're the ones that you don't want your kids to be like. They're the ones that you may not want your kids to be around because yeah. it's challenging. And, and yet you're called to do that again. So yes. I, I admire that so much. And, and I, I love the story that you just shared with us that you were in these situations and then you discovered that this was your gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you look back, you know, at your journey, you know, 50 is really a great age, I believe. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to say that about 60 and, and 70 <laughs> as I go on. It's, but you do, it's contemplative when you really now can see all your pain, all your traumas, all your sufferings, all the friendships that have come and gone and experiences, how they all have, you know, led up to purpose. I believe when you get into your 40s and 50s, you really can start embracing that there was purpose within my pain. You know, big part of my story is growing up in an abusive home and being in abusive relationships. And maybe underneath that, that low subconscious piece is, I'm still trying to fix my dad. You know, who knows that maybe where that passion, you know, comes from. All I know is I love it. I am able to get results. And I really do see how God has used everything for me to be able to have this successful career in what I do now with Parenting Game. That's amazing. So tell us about Parenting Game. Yeah, Parenting Game, I really wanted something that would appeal to men, for sure. I also wanted something that really embraced Yes, there are more positive ways to parent and the real the reality of sometimes we are toe to toe with our kid and it is a matter of who's going to win. And in those instances, can we still handle it with healthy and positive outcomes. So I got this idea for for parenting game When, when people go through coaching they learn parenting plays and you know and wins. And it was interesting because I had this idea and I had the logo, right? For me, I'm a, I'm a creative connector. So the creative piece is always my favorite. So, you know, forget the content. Let's just make sure we have a cool logo. <laughs> and so that's what I really worked on first. And I had this bubbling around and I had a really great friend um, whose brother was CEO of Fairway during pandemic and we were just hanging out and I hadn't really ever met him or talking. And all of a sudden he goes, what do you do? I share with him, what do you do? And he's like, bam, my, our parents need help. And next thing you know, I'm contracted with Fairway to bring parenting support. And I'm looking at my friend going, you just told him I have a business and all I have is a logo. So within (laughs) 30 days, I had to get the business up and running. And now I had to seriously look at the content of what I do. And I had stuff everywhere. How can I get this into a teachable manner? And what I realized is with parenting, there is fundamentals, just like in a sport. There's some Mm -hmm. fundamental pieces to it without them 
you, you won't have success. You're going to struggle. And yeah. then there's skills. You know, I, I zeroed in on some skills that kids don't come with a manual. Yeah. So now you get the playbook and there's some really important skills that parents need to zero in on. And then we get into, you know, plays and wins, like how to use your language, how to change your approach and discussion. And it's really about relationship. We assume too much and we assume because they're our kid, we're going to have a good relationship. And then all too quickly, we find out it's not the case. Yeah. So that, that, so that is it. So it's parent coaching, um, which I love. And then I have this other piece of working with companies to bring proactive parenting support to their parents. Mm -hmm. And the piece that uh, actually uh, I have to say, I was working with a business coach and ended up having to let him go because he wanted me to give up what what's the child care professional piece of working mm -hmm. with individual families, this one-on-one -on -one with their kids. And I'm like, I, I'm like, no, I can't. I, I just, I love it. So that's, that's part of it as well. Yeah. And it's so needed, you know, you're right. We, we They don't come with a manual and we aren't typically taught how to be parents. We just kind of figure it out as we go along thinking we're doing okay. And yet how many times as we deal with our children, are we triggered with things that happened when we were children? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So how would you guide somebody who's in that situation? It's like, you know, I, I know it's something that's going on with me and yet I just, I, I can't fix it. I don't know how to fix it. What would you suggest for them? You know, there's, there's many, you know, avenues that you can take, you know, what I do is coaching and I, you know, sometimes when we start going through this, we discover some deep hurts that do require therapy, which is not what I do. Right. With the coaching, it's really paying attention. Um, what they learn is the words that we say and how simple word changes can take a situation and either we go along just fine or now we're escalated and yeah. elevated. And we are so busy in our society. We are not often very intentional with those words. And we still do. I mean, it's this societal, I, I think it's in any society. I'm the parent, you're the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Just do what I say. And as much as we know it doesn't feel good and ultimately it doesn't work, we do it. Yeah. And it's, it's learning a tools of, of how can I, you know, get behaviors changed? How can I have better outcomes with, by using the words I say? Right. Exactly. And, and kids are challenging. Let's face it. It's not an easy job that we take on as parents, right? I mean, my son has four young children my daughter's expecting next month well later this month in june mm -hmm. and it you know the my son's kids are it you know like the three-year-old will start crying because the five-year-old looked at her or <laughs> said her name or you know it's like it, it, so even when we're not triggered by our own childhood and our own past 
sometimes just those daily things that kids do can be challenging. Yeah, yeah. And it's learning to, you know, not give up your, your energy, you know, yeah. to it. And yeah. a lot of what we do, we don't realize how we're, you know, reinforcing, you know, undesirable behavior, because what we're doing is really coming out of parent goodness, you know, goodness of not wanting to see our kids hurting and crying, or, you know, just, just wanting everybody to get along. So, you know, we're like, say, sorry, say, sorry, forgive, forgive, and, you know, and move on. Yeah. And it's, it's not, you know, maliciously, you know, doing these things, but yet they are still can, you know, can be hurtful and, and damaging in the long run. Of course. Yeah. And, and to understand, and this is coaching for anyone, right? To understand that from their perspective, which is very limited in terms of life experience and, and longevity of life, because they're young, they're kids, um, things can, can seem enormous that to us are just like, why, are you, why does that bother you, right? You know? <laughs> and I tell parents to put it in the framework of this. <clears throat> when something changes, that's their whole life. Yes, they're only two. But their whole life, it's been one way yeah. and now it's another. And we have, to, we have to keep that in mind. Like how hard is it for us to change mm -hmm. when something's been our whole life? And, and I use, you know, it's funny with the speech impediment that I fixed, um, I was gonna wipe all video, wipe out anything that had me speaking with the speech impediment. Mm -hmm. I've been conscious of it all my life. And it's a great story of, of how I came around to get it fixed. But, to, you know, it's been a year now that um, I've been taking speech therapy. And it, it was it was hard at first because this had been my whole life. Yeah. And my my tongue and the, the muscles in my mouth wanted to work a certain way. And I share with parents, if you're intentional and you're willing to work at it, you will change it. Same with your kids. Just keep in mind, you have taken their whole life and, you know, with a change, give them time to practice and adjust and get, get better at it. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not very good at change ourselves for the most part, right? <laughs> and we have a lot more resources too. Yeah. You know, we can go call the girls and have a glass of wine. We can yeah. go to the gym and work out. We can spend money on very expensive chocolate. <laughs> you yeah. know? And yeah. our children really only have us as an outlet and, you know, crying and, you know, and being emotional. Now, again, I say that with understanding yet you can teach your children to emotionally regulate well yeah but also keep in mind they're under stress too they don't have as many outlets as yeah. we do yeah exactly yeah and and again you know it's difficult for us to deal with uh events sometimes and you know we have more words than they have to express <laughs> it so how frustrating is that oh I, you know a ton it's, it's absolutely a ton yeah <laughs> Yeah. And, and so again, I, I mean, the, what you are doing for families, for children is just uh, amazing work and so, so necessary.
Thank you. Well, as I said, you know, they say when you do what you love, you don't work a day, you know, in your life. And I'm just fortunate to be able to get to a point where I'm able to do what I love, you know, for a living. That's fabulous. Yeah. So you and I met because we were working on a book project together. Yes. And that has hit, hit Amazon and we all have our copies, uh, the voices of truth book, which is, you know, for me, that was, um, I, I can speak. So I'm, you know, I'm parting leading voices. I'm going to the conference next week. I'm super excited. Always have loved to speak and to be on stage. You put a piece of paper and a pencil in front of me and say, write down what you're thinking. And I melt. And I had, before this project came around, I had hired a writing coach and was working with a writing coach. And then I, I, then I found Grammarly. I'm in love with Grammarly. (laughs) And I'm so glad I did before this project came around because I, I think very, very fast. And it's good because of with the kids that I work with, and now we've escalated, I need to think very fast on how to de-escalate and problem solve. But again, to get what's going on in here down in paper, you know, well, doesn't always happen. Yeah. And I, I signed on to that book project because I'm going, now I have to. Right. You know, it's like, I've, you know, I've invested in this. I have to, I can't now just bow out. And it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It, phew, having people read my work and then give input. I'm like, that was, <laughs> you know, a stretch. But ultimately, I, you know, it, it has been so great because I've, I've written several articles. I got another podcast coming out where they wanted an article to go along with it. And I don't sweat it like I used to. I mean, I still not my favorite. I totally take the stage over writing a book. And yet I'm really grateful that I I did this and and put this, put this out there. It's a little surreal, right? It's still pretty good for us. You know, so this is, this is my first, have you, have you done others? I think you have some. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have some others. So I'm, this was my firsty. It's, it is an amazing experience. And, and I think, you know, from a business perspective, it's fabulous. And I think from a personal perspective, you know, because you were saying it was, you pushed yourself that was, and what an achievement now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To see see your name in print and on a cover is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is a fabulous experience. And, uh, you know, I think it, for a business person, um, a coach, it, there's a lot of credibility to that. And, how much more opportunity now you're going to have to bring your value to more families and more children. Yes. And what I love about it too, is, you know, starting it out with my story and my journey. I, I wish this would have came out of, I was this amazing parent and now I'm going to bestow upon you all my amazingness. And that is not the case. My story came out of brokenness and having my son be a mirror to me of, I was not abusive by any means, but again, was bringing in some parenting choices that were harmful 
-hmm. And I didn't realize it because I was so accustomed to it. That's how family worked. And that's why I'm so excited for, for people to, to read this is that, you know, I get it and mine's come out of brokenness and I had to learn and study and try. And what really excites me when I teach parents, I, I said, I have done all the reading, studying, and I've tried this. I've tried this in real time. This isn't like kids were coming in for counseling and we're trying this out. I am in homes with families taking their family from chaos to, you know, listening and communicating. And I, I tried things out, stuff that didn't work. I'm like, yep, that doesn't work. Oh, that like, it works, but it takes way too long. Or it's, it's a concept only older kids get, not the younger kids. Mm -hmm. And with parenting game, you can, I don't care what age your kids are. I coach people with adult children as well. It, it works. And you don't have to do something when they're toddlers. Now I got to learn something new for middle schoolers. Now I have to learn something new for, you know, my teenager. It, it grows with your kids. Not saying, please go read other books. And there's always new things we're learning about the brain and new concepts. But what I love is you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. And it's great for families who have kids of all ages or, you know, they're a blended family now. So right. now they have the, the ours and then we have the yours and mines. Yeah. It's you're fine. Come through this. You'll be able to apply it, you know, everywhere. Yeah. That's what I really love about it. Yeah. That, that's such an important part. And but you learn all that in the book, you know, just that story yeah. and that process that's that's fabulous so everybody make sure you get that book you, yeah. you want to and i'm not name? oh my gosh there's so much good stuff in there people i <laughs> you know i'm like so, downloading like crazy getting yeah. all the, the freebies that everybody put in there yeah yeah well it, give us the name make sure everybody knows what book to look for so it's voices of truth yes and it is on amazon and it's under the umbrella of leading leading voices yeah so, it's awesome. awesome. Fabulous. Yeah. Lots of good stuff in there. And, and I know everybody's going to want to read your chapter because this is such an important topic. Uh, as you were talking about the blended family, it made me think about adoptive families. And I know uh, in, in my area, I'm on the board of directors for a group called Parenting Matters. It's a child abuse prevention center that's supported in part by the National Exchange Club. And um, one of the programs that they have is to support adoptive parents because there was an alarming rate of dissolution of those families in, in our area. And so they have this program to address it. Uh, are there special considerations that you work with with those types of families? Um. No, actually, <laughs> because what parenting game is about is relationship. So it doesn't matter how the relationship came to be. It matters how, what can you do to cultivate that relationship? And one of the, the biggest errors that parents make, again, because it comes out of 
that that goodness we don't want to see our kids struggle we don't want them to feel bad we don't want them suffering mm -hmm. we often minimize their feelings with and, and and it's hard with adoptive families right because you know i i was a foster son or i had a foster son and his parents his adoptive parents have been great so he was six when we had him he's now turning 22 here in a month and they've allowed me to keep contact mm -hmm. to and they've done a great job with this they long they long for that biological parent. They long for understanding. And it can be hard to, to not feel hurt and defensive when those feelings and questions come out. Mm -hmm. So with any parent, what I teach is how to build psychological safety in your home mm -hmm. and being able to let them share their thoughts and feelings because there are no bad or wrong thoughts and feelings. As we, we all know, it's how we respond, you know, yeah. and how we act. And I do, we, we talk about this a great deal. I, I call it setting um, a relationship anchor. And this is where you have time that they can count on and you do not bring into an agenda. This is not for you to hash out what's been bothering you for the week before. This isn't a time for you to fix anything. It is a time that's completely safe for them to talk about things that they want to. And then you can ask, do you want my help? You know, it's just, you know, we don't you love it when you just puke out stuff to somebody and they just acknowledge your thoughts and feelings. They don't try to fix it or whatever. They're like, oh my gosh, I get that that really stinks, you know, I'm sorry. We don't often do that for our kids because of that goodness. We want to get in there and we want to fix it. We want to make them feel better. Yeah. And we could dig into all this, but really making that space and just accepting those thoughts and feelings and going, yep. Okay. I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, I get that. Yeah. I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure you want, how can I help? Yeah. You know, with that, do you need any help with that? And that it's just across the board, you know, and when you, you know, for adoptive families, I believe what I teach isn't any different for the parents. It's a little bit more of them doing some internal work themselves mm -hmm. to, to not be defensive, to not take it personally, which, you know, it's hard, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard not to, when you hear them, you know, longing or wanting to know other things about the other parents. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, you know, when adoptive families do, you know, split, um, those abandonment issues can really rev up, can really rev up. And this is when those anchors for both parents, like we're both having time you can count on with both of us can become very important and help stabilize that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a couple more questions for you. Yes. In my coaching, I use an acronym, MSG, and that stands for Mindset, Skill Set, Get Off Your Asset. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's, it's always good for a little giggle, and it, there are some very important concepts in there. Mm -hmm. So as you look at your journey and the, the amazing work you do, is there an overarching principle 
that you identify that contributes to your success? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, my motivation code is service is is number one and you know when you're you're developing your business plan and you know you have to take an account like what how much money can I make what's going to work what's not going to work and mm -hmm. as I shared I had you know I had to to cut away from a business coach because of the advice that I was getting because I needed to realize I'm here to serve Mm -hmm. And if I do not feel that what I'm doing in my business is serving my community, is serving the family that I work with, is serving the child that I'm working with, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And if it is, maybe it won't yet be in the, the money making amount that I want yet. I, I don't care. There's other pieces that I can work on that can can fill in that that income. So that is my overarching. Am I serving? Am I serving my community? Am I serving the family I'm working with? Is what I'm doing serving the child that I'm working with? Yeah. That's. Fabulous. I'm glad you asked that question. It really <laughs> brought that brought that to the surface a little yeah. bit more. I needed that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, a little clarity. <laughs> Yeah. So last question, how can people get in touch with you? So they can go to my website, which is parentinggamewins.com. So it is wins with an S on it. You can email me at christine at parentinggamewins.com. Um, I am on Instagram. Uh, you know, my got my personal, which is Christine M. Bright. Uh, my Instagram is Parenting Game Wins. The Facebook page is Parenting Game Wins. And then you can also find me on LinkedIn. Awesome. So everybody, make sure you check the show notes because all that information will be there and absolutely reach out to Christine. She is a wealth of information. And we all know somebody who can use this information, right? And maybe it's us. So I encourage everybody to reach out. And Christine, thank you again so much for being here today. Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. I've loved our conversation. Thank and thank you. you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you join us next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.